0: You don't get sick because it's just a nature of aging. You get sick because you've lived long enough to accumulate more stressors and toxins, and those lead to dysfunction, which ends up as a diagnosis. But you don't get sick just from being old. It's not the age. It's all the stuff you're getting exposed to in that time.
1: You are listening to the Pain and Performance Podcast with Dr. Derek Hines. Hey everyone, Derek Hines here. Welcome to the podcast where I'll share with you the patterns, insights, research, and technologies that we use in my own pain and performance practice to help people improve their health, speed their healing, and increase their longevity. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoy it. Good day my friends. I hope y'all are doing fantastic. Welcome to another episode of the Pain and Performance Podcast. On today's show, I have the amazing and magnificent and brilliant Dr. Wendy Trubo. Dr. Wendy is a functional medicine gynecologist and we dive in to a topic I've been wanting to have somebody on for a while about and that is toxins. How do toxins affect our body and our health and the function of all of our organ systems and everything that comes from that so we get into a lot about inflammation about how to test for toxins where we can find them what kind of issues they cause and what to do about it. If you find that you have some of these issues, what should you do? We answer all of these questions. Uh, Dr. Wendy has some amazing information. Um, She's a co-author of Dirty Girl, uh, a book about uh, toxins and how to kind of clean that up. And we go through a bunch of the information on some of that stuff. Uh, She has some really, really good information that I think you can really put to use very quickly in your life. So Enough listening to me. Let's get Dr. Wendy on. Uh, enjoy the show. Dr. Wendy Truba. welcome to the Pain and Performance Podcast.
0: Thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. Call me Wendy.
1: Wendy, I'm very excited to have this. Like I was telling you before we started, we put out kind of like, hey, we have Dr. Wendy coming on. Um, what questions would y'all have? And we got like a barrage of people saying, I have, I have thought that I was having issues with this. And I really want to know more about how toxins can affect my health. How can they be getting in? What symptoms could they be causing? Um, so I think we'll be able to give people a lot of help, a lot of guidance with this conversation. So thanks for thanks for coming on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about how you kind of transitioned into this focus?
0: okay, well, I mean, my mess became my message. It's totally personal. I went through it and didn't want anyone else to go through what I went through. I mean, that's the short, short, short answer. But I think, you know, I'm a child of the 70s. And so we ate sloppy joes and taco night and casseroles. And and that wasn't terrible except for the sloppy joe part of it. But in my early years, I had lots of ear infections, strep throat, I had pneumonia when I was six months old. So by the time I was 10, I had had countless countless antibiotic courses. Okay. Then in my teens, I had irritable bowel, but I didn't know that. I just knew that there were some foods that when I ate them, I got sick. It was oranges, peppers, and garlic. I couldn't eat them. It made me sick. So I didn't eat them for like 30 years. And in my 20s, I got real irritable bowel, like terrible gas and bloating and diarrhea. And I didn't, you know, nobody talked about this stuff in the 80s and 90s. So I just thought this was how life went. And then fast forward, I'm 35, I've just had my second kid, and like only get out of bed because I have to, I'm the primary breadwinner. And I had head-to-toe issues, so I had hair loss, brain fog, thyroid dysfunction, anxiety, heart palpitations, asthma, bloating, gas diarrhea, constipation, sometimes on the same day, you know, pick your poison, right? right? I was extremely thin, nutrient deficiencies, and my feet hurt kind of weird. Like when I got out of bed in the morning, I had to walk it off because I hurt. And I went to um, my husband's functional medicine doctor and I went to his mentor and he did this massive workup and diagnosed me ultimately with celiac, a whole range of nutrient deficiencies and gut dysfunction and candida. And that was my entry into functional medicine was as a patient. And I was at the time practicing as an OBGYN in a just straight up traditional OBGYN role. So I delivered babies and did surgery. So when I got this diagnosis, I started to work on my gut health. I went gluten-free, worked on replacing my minerals and nutrients. I did a bone density scan because celiacs often have bone loss, and I didn't have bone loss. That was good. And after a few years, I was like, I really need to do this for people because there's a lot of surgeons with good hands, but there's not a lot of people doing functional medicine. So I left my traditional practice. I left my paid job for my unpaid job, essentially, in uh, 2009.
1: This might be kind of a a little bit of an aside, but do you remember when you were like, I'm going to actually take the leap and do this? Was there a a case or was there something that kind of led to to you actually making that change?
0: Yeah, it sounds kind of hokey, Derek. Okay. But I was, it was 2008 actually, it was Thanksgiving weekend. And I woke up on the morning of my high school reunion and I was going that night. So 2008 was, could that be... 30 years. I'm really bad at this sort of on the spot math, but I think it was my 30 year high school reunion. And I was like, I woke up and I said to my husband, I have to quit my job. I have to come do what you do. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and he, nine, he was not yet drawing a salary from the startup that we started. And he's like, okay, we'll figure it out. So I went to my high school reunion. I told everyone that I was quitting my job. Monday morning, I submit my resignation. And because in the medical insurance world, you have to give three months notice. I gave three months notice. So fast forward, that would be February of 2009. So I give my notice on Monday. Tuesday, I found out I was pregnant with my third child.
1: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my
0: God. That was kind of what I said. I was like, oh my God. Except there were some, you know, four letter expletives thrown (laughs) in my thoughts there. I was like, I'm leaving my paid job for my unpaid job when my husband's not drawing a salary. And he's like, it's going to be okay. And it was, but we, it was kind of stressful at the beginning, but I really credit him, my son, because he was so grounded and chill. And that's the hokey part. Like he was like a Buddha baby and I'm like this motor mouth. Right. And, and with him, I got quieter and more introspective and was able to recognize like I was in the wrong job and I gave notice. So it's pretty cool.
1: I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's always like, I think most of the people we talk to who just have a wonderful way of improving other people's, um, health and life, have an empathy that comes from like experiencing it, it, you know, on some level. And I think that gives us a a way of helping people that's a bit deeper than like just having the skills and the knowledge to do it. Mm -hmm. If you can connect with them and they feel that, I think people just have a better outcome knowing like, she knows me, she understands what I'm going through. And and that's why she's doing this.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've been there. I mean, everything that I have my patients do, Except for Lyme treatment. I never had Lyme. God, I have to knock on something. I never had (laughs) Lyme, but I've had everything else, right? Like thyroid dysfunction, autoimmune disease, toxins, you name it. I've kind of checked that box. And so weight gain, hair loss, I've done it all. And so the things I do with my patients, like I've gone through this, we're in it together. I'm still in it, right? I'm not like I'm done. Right. Just improving.
1: So, we talk a lot about how a lot of times our medical diagnosis, the things that the doctor tells you is the cause of your, you know, pain or your health issue is actually the symptom. So, you know, people will come back and they'll say, I have thyroid dysfunction. That's my diagnosis. And my question is always like, what is the thyroid dysfunction a symptom of? Mm Mm-hmm. And you see this up and down. I mean, we treat pain. So somebody comes and says, you know, I have a herniated disc. And the question is the same. What is that a symptom of? You know, Mm -hmm. that's not your diagnosis. That's actually a symptom of something deeper going on in your body. How do you think about that when it comes to looking at people with thyroid dysfunction. I mean, like, you know, even starting this, you know, we went through, you know, what you were experiencing. If you went to, you know, just mainstream medical doctor, they'd have diagnosed you with, you know, six or seven different, you know, disorders or dysfunctions or diseases.
0: Right. So I think of it like anything that you're suffering with is a manifestation of inflammation. And then the question is what's causing it. So you could you could tell me anything and I would say, okay, well, that's acting like a toxin for you, right? It's only what's happening for you that's pertinent. So for me, my initial toxin was gluten, you know, caused an autoimmune disease, but I had the genetics, I had the setup, I had the gut dysfunction to, to promote it and keep it walking along. So my major source of inflammation in my thirties was gluten. In my forties, it was environmental toxins because I got exposed to lead after being in France for a week right after Notre Dame burned and got a lead exposure. And that sent me off the second cliff. You know, it's like a camel's back, right? The first major hump was age 35 with the celiac. And then the second major hump was age 48 with the toxin. So all of those things that we have are just or simply a manifestation of inflammation leading to a symptom. So you don't get sick because it's just a nature of aging. You get sick because you've lived long enough to accumulate more stressors and toxins and those lead to dysfunction, which ends up as a diagnosis. But you don't get sick just from being old. It's not the age. It's the, all the stuff you're getting exposed to in that time.
1: It's such a good point. We tell people it's not the, the calendar or the clock that's counting. I love that idea because I think it gives people more more control, more kind of internal power than just saying like, oh, like I can't stop the clock, right? Right. Um, Right. No, you don't need to, because that's not where your problem's coming from. Your problem is coming from the accumulation of these other issues that just so happens to sometimes correlate with being around longer.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, the longer you live, the more toxins you get. (laughs) Right. We're good when we're young because we don't have as many exposures. And then the the longer you live, the more you get exposed. And guess what? They're fat soluble. They're stored in our body, in our fat, our bones, our organs, our brain. And we wonder why we have dysfunctions. Like, well, it's all these toxins are hanging out in us.
1: I know that like this is going to be a very broad question, but in terms of like the symptoms that somebody listening to this, if they've got some you know kind of unexplained symptoms. What are the things that jump out to you when somebody's telling you some of their their symptoms that you're like, that sounds very, very accurate in terms of that being toxin originated?
0: Yeah, great question. Okay, so here's the thing. Let's take a step back and say, too much of a good thing can be bad, right? So, so you could use food in a way that's toxic to you. So... If someone's doing everything right, meaning they eat in a way that their body likes, they move their body in a way that their body needs, they get enough sleep, so they're doing everything right, right? And they say to me, I'm tired, I can't lose weight, my gut is dysfunctional. The first thing I'll say is most areas of your body, I'm looking down at my body, most areas of your body should be invisible. You shouldn't notice your gut any more than you notice your elbow. It should be invisible to you and just happening. So whenever you're noticing a part of your body, that's the part that's showing up with symptoms. And so anyone who has anything, so let's go head to toe, let's go first with symptoms and then we can go with diagnoses or maybe the other way around. Either way is fine, right? So the symptoms of brain fog, hair loss, fatigue, difficulty breathing, shortness of breath, wheezing, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, anxiety, depression, OCD, schizophrenia, weight loss, weight gain. Frequent illnesses, skin disorders, pain in your body. Those are the symptoms. And then it's not a full list, it's just what's coming to my mind. And then there's the diagnoses of any type of autoimmune disease. So, celiac is one, Hashimoto's is another, Graves' disease, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, so the more degenerative diseases, cancer, cardiometabolic disease, so that would include PCOS pre-diabetes, metabolic syndrome, diabetes, type 2, cardiovascular disease, stroke, cancer, I think I mentioned, or Alzheimer's, dementia, Parkinson's disease. It's kind of anything. If you live on this earth, you're exposed to toxins and you start to have, eventually have symptoms.
1: So in that, because obviously we've, you look at something like that and you're like, okay, this is, yeah, I think everybody listening to this would say like, okay, I'm having headaches. Is that toxin related? I'm having... GI dysfunction, I'm having acid reflux, I'm having, you know, skin issues. Mm -hmm. What's the process for them? Because what a lot of people will happen is that, you know, they have these issues, they probably ignore it or change something slightly in their life. They go to their doctor, Their doctor puts them on a medication, it helps a little bit. And then they kind of just get stuck in this somewhat yo-yo. There's times where they flare up, they take the meds, they stop. What's the process of getting to the bottom of what is causing their symptoms. Yeah. Like for you, you went functional med mm-hmm. and had somebody who helped you through that. For somebody listening to this, who's going through that, what do you take them through?
0: I do a very systematic and actually all the provider we have a brick and mortar and we have an online brand. So the brick and mortar is functional medicine. We take insurance, we have a membership practice and, and everyone in our practice takes people through a systematic approach. So first we want your story. What's happening with you? What are you struggling with? Then we want to understand all the nuts. And I play, I say, we're going to play 20 questions and understand, you know, do you have allergies? Do you have any medications? What are your surgeries? Like your history, right? Yeah. And then we take them through a systematic approach. So the foundations of your health that you can't step over this is your food, your stress, your sleep, your movement your relationship with yourself and others, your purpose in life, your connection and intimacy. So that we evaluate your mineral nutrient status, your food sensitivities, your gut health, your adrenals, and your antioxidants, as well as your How are you moving your body? What's your relationship with others? What's your relationship with yourself? What's your purpose in life? Our business is called Five Journeys because we're looking at, you know, the whole, the whole of you. And there's five journeys you take to health your physical, chemical, emotional, social, and spiritual health. And so when you put that together, that's you, right? So the evaluation includes blood work that's looking at minerals, nutrients. I said to a patient right before I met with you that I'm looking at what's torturing you now and what's putting you at risk for diabetes, heart disease, cancer, dementia, because not on my watch, right? We, we don't want that. We don't want to have you have all these diagnoses. We want it to quiet down. And so we're doing a stool evaluation because all disease starts in the gut. We're looking at your adrenal health, your, I mentioned your food sensitivities, and then your Antioxidants, your B vitamins, your minerals, nutrients. So, we do that's kind of the entry level workup. And then, round two, when you're you can't go anywhere until you fix the gut and food sensitivities. And then, once you've addressed that, then we deal with toxins, which is heavy metals, mycotoxins that's the toxins mold puts out when it's in your body very creepy. And the other, which is flame retardants, gasoline, fumes, plastics, styrene, toluene, VOCs, nail polish like it's whole list of stuff. So, We do this systematically because you can't really take away toxins until you've dealt with the foundations of your health.
1: Hey, my friends, I hope you are enjoying this episode of the Pain and Performance Podcast. Uh, We have a goal to get this show into the top 10 of the health and wellness category. And with the amazing guests and the reviews and ratings that we've gotten from y'all, we are well on our way. But if you haven't yet, please take a second and leave a review, leave a rating. Um, That's what really kind of pushes the show forward. So thank you so much. I will love you and send you a virtual hug. Uh, Thanks and back to the show. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. The one question we get all the time is like, how does somebody test their environment for some of these things? What's a reliable way of doing that? Have y'all dug into that quite a bit?
0: Yeah, actually, you know how the cobbler's kids are never shod, so I, I actually said to my husband, it was almost a year ago at this point, like we have to test our house. You know, we have to test it. So we have a company near us, and I think they do some national work, but it's called Indoor Doctor, and they come out and they test your house for mold. They test for air quality. They test for, you know, we have a gas stove. And he was like, well, you need a filter in your kitchen because your gas stove is putting out a lot of chemicals. And so you can absolutely test your house. This is not a DIY project though. I would have someone do it for you. This is really better left to an expert, but you can totally test for that stuff. And as a result, you know, we found mold in our bathroom that we had no idea we had. We remediated it. And we found the air quality in certain areas of our house was different. So we helped those areas. Like it really is, it's actionable. You could do something about it, which is great.
1: Yeah. I had a good friend of mine who very health conscious, lived in an apartment complex and started to have a lot of health issues in his like mid to late 40s and, you know, was always healthy. And he just attributed it exactly to what you're saying, to getting old. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, my eyesight's getting worse. I'm having all these problems. Um, I just can't stay healthy. And one of his neighbors had done one of these tests and it came back with just a litany of issues. And he ended up having some life issues that took him out of that position. So, you know, changing relationship and stuff and ended up moving. And within probably six months, he was an absolutely different person. And he ended up talking to his neighbor that initiated a lot of the testing. And the guy said, like, you know, we tried to fix it. And what they ended up doing was the whole apartment complex was having a severe mold issue and everyone had to move out for like a week or two. And he's like, you know, this is where at least some part of my issues were just building and building and I would go and get treatment and then I'd go home and I'd sleep in the you know, enemy's territory. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And actually, interestingly, you know, mold is like the silent disease because you just think, oh, I have eczema or I have asthma or I'm anxious or I can't concentrate. Well, one in every two buildings has had water damage. Think about that. One in every two. So, even if you're like, oh, my house never had any leaks, I have no water damage, but your school probably did and your college and your dorm room and your work, maybe your car, if your car was flooded, there's mold. Like, There's mold everywhere. And so it is really pervasive.
1: Well, we're in South Louisiana. So, I mean, you know, you look at the storms that have come through Mm -hmm. and the amount of, you know, different issues every five to 10 years that has brought some of that. And you look at it and it's like, this is everywhere. On Mm -hmm. some level, you're right. You know, somewhere that you're going on a daily basis has had water damage in the last decade. Yeah. What's the remediation process inside your body look like? And I mean that kind of like in what do people start to do, but also what's happening in there? How do we actually start to get some of this out so our body's not having this inflammatory response to these toxins that are in there?
0: I love this question. Okay. First off, Derek, I love this question. So first think of it like you want to not fill up your body with toxins, with mold, mycotoxins. So you have to make sure that you're not being exposed ongoingly, right? So remediate whatever's in your environment, avoid it. Don't go there. If you have a moldy car, get rid of it. Like You can't do anything about that. So don't keep filling up the body with exposure. That's one. And then the question is, how do you get it out of you? So there's two parts to this. So I'm a huge fan of test, don't guess, because you have no idea what you're treating, right? You don't know. You just think, okay, well, I, ha- I probably have mold because I lived in a moldy place, but you don't know what's in your body. And you don't know what was in your bo- you know, what you got exposed to 20 years ago. So I'm a tremendous fan of find a senior level comfortable with testing and treating toxins functional medicine provider. It's a very qualified statement, right? <laughs> but find someone who can, is comfortable testing you. And typically, the test we use for mycotoxins is a urine test. There's two great ones on the market. One is real-time labs. They're covered by Medicare. So if someone has Medicare, we automatically do that. And then there's Great Plains Labs or Mosaic. They just changed their name and they have a mycotoxins test. Both of them are urine tests. That's great, right? Just You just pee. Take a hot bath and pee. Then you're done. I do a sauna and then, take a, then wait a little bit and pee. That's the test. So... Once you know what you're dealing with, in one hand, you can tailor the treatment. On the other, we have some treatments that will span all of the different issues. So there's a there's a fiber derived from the konjac tuber called propomanin, and it will bind all of the strains of mycotoxin. So if you're in a place where you can't get to testing, you can't get to a functional my- medicine provider, you don't have the resources, you can take this fiber. It's called Lean and Clean. It's on our site and you can take it, it's easy, right? And that will bind to your mycotoxins. Treating mycotoxins is a marathon, it's not a sprint, okay? It's not like, oh, I'm gonna take it for three weeks and then I'm done. You know, everyone who starts out with this treatment is gung-ho, they're like, I'll do treatment three times a day. I'm like, don't do it, you're gonna get really tired of that, (laughs) and we're talking years. I started treating in 2019 in May, when I came back from that vacation in France that sent me off the cliff. I had already done the test before I went. And I've been treating for four years. I've gone from five strains to one. I'm actually due to retest. I just brought the kit home yesterday. And it takes a lot. So I've gone from five strains. I think I said one, I meant two. I've gone from five strains to two strains of mycotoxins in four years. Okay. It's a really long process, wow. Derek. So yeah. it's not like you're going to be better immediately. It, it's a slog.
1: Is mycotoxins also stored in fat cells? Is that where they're primarily stored in the body? Mycotoxins can be
0: stored throughout the body. It can be anywhere. So it typically will get stored away. It's very interesting. A lot of these toxins are very corrosive to the gut. So you might not think that you have a mycotoxins issue, but if you have gut dysfunction or irritable bowel, and you're like, I mean, I used to have irritable bowel, even without gluten, cow's dairy, sugar, alcohol. I'm like, why do I still have irritability? And it's because... These are irritating and corrosive to the gut. So it's stored throughout the body. So the binders, what you take are binders. The propyl and fiber is a binder. It helps with metals. It helps with other toxins. It helps clear out the gut. But it really is just a binder. But it is a long slog, Derek. Just to be clear, it's it's not like a weekend warrior. It's, it's really start it and keep going. And six to 12 months later, you might go, yeah. oh, I really see the impact of this. Cool, right? But it takes a while. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please share this information with someone who needs it. We hear it all the time from patients and friends and family that say they wish they heard this information earlier so they could have started this journey towards better health, a better life, a more pain-free life sooner. So if you know someone who can benefit from this information, please send the show to them. Also, you can get all of today's show notes and topics discussed at DerekHinds.com podcast. And for any treatment or pain inquiries, please go to AcadianaPain.com. Thanks again for listening. It means the world to me. Thanks for all of the feedback and any reviews that y'all can give. I really appreciate it. And remember, just try and get a little bit healthier every day.